they took Jesus's body off the cross and they wrapped it in linen. And they placed the body in the tomb. Good morning, Christian America. If you follow the Good Morning Christian America podcast every Friday, you'd know that we're continuing our journey through the New Testament. We're continuing our journey through the book of Matthew. Last week, we discussed and we read the passages uh, in Matthew 27 that described the death, the crucifixion, the end of Jesus's earthly ministry as a, as, as a human being. And now we come to the point in which scripture is being fulfilled as we continue to read through it today, this Friday, as we go into our week, as we get ready to spend some quality time with our families and our friends, we ask you, we beg you, we plead with you, we encourage you, we inspire you to come along with us and read the scripture passage that describes Jesus's time right off the cross, what takes place, and the fulfillment of the Old Testament is about to come to pass in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, let's get right down to it. Good morning, Christian America. Okay, good morning, everybody. Good morning, Christian America. Eddie here, as always, representing the Christian American Revitalization Effort. That's the Christian American Revitalization Effort. That consists of a few things, the Christian American community, the Facebook and social media profiles that we have, the Good Morning Christian America podcast, that's this podcast, uh, the Christian American t-shirt company and ChristianAmericanTees.com for all your Christian apparel wants and desires. If you're looking for Christian American apparel, we encourage you to go to ChristianAmericanTees.com, that's ChristianAmericanTees, all one word, .com, and check out the website, pick yourself up something uh something worthwhile, something that stands out, something that says that you are a believer in Christ, you are a lover of this country, and you are a purveyor of the values that they stand for. It's important in 2020, it's important right now, it's important in the lives of us individually as well as us collectively that we come together as a Christian American community and unite and revitalize this community of faith, this community of faith across our nation Today, it's so important because of the division and the animosity and the hatred, the mockery uh, that Christians face across this nation, across this world. We must come together and we must be strong. We must stand strong. We must revitalize our faith. And that is the goal of the Christian American revitalization effort here. That has always been the goal. It's to revitalize us as a community to be one voice, to be one unit, to be united. And the only thing that can tr we can truly unite under, at least we should be able to truly unite under, and that is Jesus Christ. That is the, the revelation of his word in scripture. That is the faith that we have in our Lord and Savior, that he came and died for us. He was cursed and hung on a tree, as we'll discuss here in this passage, but that he rose from the dead, that he defeated death, that he broke the shackles that death would put on us and had put on us until uh, until his arrival. We have faith in that truth, ladies and gentlemen, it's truth. It's not made up. It's not fiction. It's not you know, useful fiction. It is God's truth. It's revelation. It's truer than any of us can imagine or even attempt to verbalize. 
God's truth is is His and His alone. It's not it's not for us to understand because uh, we, we just don't have that capacity. But we can try to 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 understand what little bit that we can, which is why we come here today on this podcast. It's why we come to you every Monday and every Friday uh, here on the Good Morning Christian America podcast to try to inspire you, try to encourage you, try to educate you, try to inform you on what scripture says. And, you know, that way we don't be led astray. If we know the truth, then we won't be led astray by those who attempt to lead us astray. It's extremely important. And it's in that light that we come to you today to discuss the, the back end of the book of Matthew chapter 27. If you followed us last week, what you found out of which what, you, what we discussed is we discussed Jesus's crucifixion and everything that led up to his crucifixion from the last supper to the betrayal, to the agony in the garden awaiting his persecutors, the Sanhedrin that come. Peter's denial once he follows from a distance and denies Christ up until Jesus's interaction with the Sanhedrin with the leadership of the of the Jewish community at the time and and their condemnation to his interaction with Pilate to being you know, essentially traded for either Barabbas or Jesus to be let go and they wanted to crucify Jesus this is all prophecy that's that is being fulfilled as we have read through it and today is no different jesus didn't come to change the law jesus came to fulfill the law he fulfills old testament scripture and it's that that we're going to point out to you as we read today when they pull jesus off the cross and they prepare him uh, for burial and they put him in the tomb and why it's important that we understand this because again it's not useful fiction these aren't made up stories this is truth in unadulterated form it's not us for us to, to, to nitpick or to cherry pick but it is for us to understand to read and to think about as we increase our own faith so let's get right down to it if you turn to your uh to chapter 27 of the book of matthew in your bibles um, we're going to start on verse 57. And what you, what you see in verse 57, it starts off and it says, When it was evening, there came a rich man named, uh, a rich man from Arimath- Arimathea named Joseph, who was also a disciple of Jesus. He went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Then Pilate ordered it to be given to him. So Joseph took the body and wrapped it in a clean linen cloth and laid it in his own uh, his own new tomb which he had hewn with the rock he then rolled a great stone to the door of the tomb and went away mary magdalene and the other mary were there sitting opposite the tomb the next day that is the day after uh that after the day of preparation the chief priests and the pharisees gathered before pilate and said sir we remember that we remember what that imposter said while he was alive. After three days, I will rise again. Therefore, command that the tomb be placed secure until the third day. Otherwise, his disciples may go and steal him away and tell the people he has been raised from the dead. And that last deception would be far would, would that last deception would be far worse 
than the first. Pilate said to them, you have a guard of soldiers, go and make it secure as you can. So they went with the guard and made the tomb secure by sealing the stone. So you see, ladies and gentlemen, this is the scripture. This is uh, the way things took place. Matthew goes in great detail throughout this series, throughout this chapter and the chapters before it and after it. Matthew goes into great detail over all the little things that take place because they're not little things. They seem little to us uh, unless you know or if you don't know the history behind what it all means, why it's all important. And so what Jesus fulfills in this entire passage that we're talking about is the resurrection of the servant king or the death of the, the, of the servant leader that the prophet Isaiah talks about. And I'm going to read to you a, a portion of the, of the book Isaiah to describe what I'm talking about because it's important. Again, because if you don't know where you've come from, then you don't know where you're at and you darn sure can't figure out where you're going. So it's extremely important that we talk about that. So I'd also ask you if you got your Bibles handy and if you're not just listen to the book of Isaiah chapter 53 and we'll start at verse 3. And in verse 3, it says, He was despised and rejected by others, a man suffering and acquainted with infirmity, and as one from whom others hide their faces. He was despised, and we held him of no account. Surely he has borne our infirmities and carried our diseases, yet we accounted him stricken, struck down by God and afflicted, but he was wounded for our transgressions, crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the punishment that made us whole. And by his bruises, we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have all turned to our own way. And the Lord has laid upon him the inequity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth like a lamb that is led to the slaughter and like a sheep that before its shears is silent. So he did not open his mouth. By the perversion of justice, he was taken away. Who could have imagined his future? For he was cut off from the land of the living, stricken for the transgressions of my people. They made a grave with the wicked and his tomb with the rich. Although he had done no violence and there was no deceit in his mouth. Ladies and gentlemen, that, that's how Isaiah prophesies and prophesi prophesizes the Messiah. The coming of the Son of Man who does these things, who will be beaten for our transgression, who will be crowned with thorns for us, that will be crucified and mocked and laid on a tree as a curse. As a curse to be laid on a tree because that was the Jewish law. 
in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 21, Moses specifically mentions the, the, the crime of being put to death on a tree. I want to show this to you just briefly, and I promise this will be the last share of this podcast. The book of Deuteronomy chapter 21, verse 22 says, when someone is convicted of a crime punishable by death and is executed and you hang him on a tree, his corpse must not remain all night upon the tree. You shall bury him in the same day. For anyone hung on a tree is under God's curse and you must not defile the land of the Lord. Your God is giving you for possession. Okay, so these are Old Testament principles that Jesus has fulfilled and the death of Jesus has fulfilled. It's important to understand where we've come from. It's important to understand our history. It's important to understand the history of the faithful, of God's people, so that we can know what is right, what is truth, and how we can have faith in the validity and in the, in the, in the trueness and the righteousness of the words that we read and the faith that we hold. And if we don't know that, we will be led astray. If you followed us on the Wednesday, or excuse me, on the Thursday night Bible discussions, as we covered the entire book of Acts, and when you see Paul go from church to church, from synagogue to synagogue, from community to community, from town to town, and from continent to continent. He gives a history lesson before he reveals Christ fulfilling that history. That is how he garners so many in numbers. That is why when Peter and Paul speak, Scripture says that there were thousands added to their numbers that day. Because if you know the history of what God has already said, if you know the history of what God has told the prophets, of what the Son of Man would come and do, of the kingdom of righteousness, if you understood the history, you would understand what happened with Jesus. You would understand that all the dots would be connected. All the, all the I's would be dotted and the T's would be crossed. We would understand that the servant leader, the son of man, the Messiah would come to save the world, not in material form, not with swords and armies to strike at the heart of Roman occupation or the Babylonians or the Assyrians that controlled and, and, and enslaved the Jewish people beforehand. That's an earthly mindset. But God doesn't think like an earthly mind. He sits outside of time and space. His ideas are not our ideas. We should be, Scripture warns us not to be wise in our own eyes, but be wise in the eyes of God. It's under this understanding, under these ideals, it's under this faith that we give over our lives, we give over our hearts, that we even not only emotionally understand and connect with this, with this entire passage, with this entire 
with our, with, with, with our entire faith, but we can intellectualize it. After all, Paul was a Pharisee. Paul was educated in the faith. Paul was educated in the history of God and their people. And so once it was revealed to Saul to turn Paul, he was able to intellectually connect the dots. It's important that we love God. It's important that we feel for him. It's important that we sense him and and, and, and love him and have all those feelings attached to it, all those emotions attached to him and give our bodies to him. But we also give our minds to him because we can intellectualize these truths. I just showed you how 1,500 years before Jesus, these passages were to start to come. The Old Testament was written down that the prophets received these visions and spoke with God that these things would come. And so when they came in the form of Jesus, when they came in the, the form of the Son of Man, you're able to feel his love for us, but you can also intellectualize the history, the biblical history of our faith and recognize that it is correct. This is not fiction. It's not simply useful stories. This is truth and it's God's truth. And we as believers need to know that we as Christians need to stand firm in that. And we cannot allow scripture to be twisted and turned to fit different people's agendas. If we allow that, then we will be lost. If we allow that, we can see throughout scripture what has happened in the past. When we turn from God towards earthly trappings towards worldly temptations we will end up in a place that we no longer recognize if you pay attention to the world today you can see what i'm talking about we'll discuss this more in different topics like that in later podcasts but ladies and gentlemen the point being is that this scripture is real it's real emotionally and it's real intellectually and it's not real because i say so it's real because god says so scripture is his word we can argue about what his word means but we can't argue about what it says and in this passage it reveals the prophecies foretold it reveals what the Messiah was all about. It reveals that Jesus is the Son of Man, is the Messiah, does come for our transgressions and for the Savior of our sins. So I'd ask you to think about that this weekend while you're with your family and with your loved ones. I'd ask you to think about that 
is when, when you're with your friends, have conversations about faith. If you are Christians and you're not talking about faith, if you're Christian and you're not having conversations about what is righteous in this world and how do we turn it back towards him, then what are you having conversations about? Does anybody really care about sports anymore? Does anybody really care about what's on TV anymore? I don't know because it seems like I don't. I don't. Does anybody care about reality TV? Does anybody care about various shows or whatever? I don't know. All I do know is all of that pales in comparison to the importance of Christ. It pales in for, to the importance in, in importance to the future of our society, of the future of our children and our children's education and what is truth in this world. My friends, it's being attacked, being attacked every single day of the week. When are we gonna stand strong? When are we gonna read scripture? When are we gonna arm ourselves with the gospel so that we can repel the attacks of the enemy? Hopefully that day is today and hopefully that person is you. And so with that, ladies and gentlemen, we ask that you, if you like this video, if you get value from our content, any of it, we'd ask that you engage with it. We don't ask for donations. We ask for participation. We want you sharing the word of God. We want you sharing the good news with your friends and your family and those whom you know and those whom you love. Stop sharing the good for nothing news. We're so quick to share things that are full of hatred and idiocy. But we're always so hesitant to share things that are grounded in the gospel and, and good news and built on righteousness. So we would encourage you to have the courage to share Jesus's word. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we ask that you have a safe and blessed weekend. We ask that you stay on fire for Christ. And with that, good morning, Christian America.